Brandy Graves, and for almost a decade, I've worked with preschoolers and their teachers. I've been a classroom teacher, a coach, and a trainer. I've taught preschoolers to read and count, and I've taught teachers how to better meet children's needs. I created the Preschool at Home podcast to teach parents all of that. The best part is that you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you don't have to master a new skill set, and you don't have to be a preschool teacher to successfully teach your child at home. Let's get started. Hello, preschool parents. It is Friday and it is time for our Friday Night Live. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I've got a couple of questions all about fine motor skills, but I wanted to give you an update on Storytime Live. So we've had Storytime Live a couple, three, four, three or four times now, and it has been amazing. It's a fun, live, interactive experience with you and your preschooler with other children. Um, and today we work on um, letters and letter sounds. We worked on counting today. We had a fun story. We read Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, which is one of my most favorite stories of all time. And so I would love if you are interested, I usually have a couple spots open each week. So you can send me an email at hello at earlylearningpartners.com if you want to learn more about Storytime Live and how you can get a spot on next Friday's session. But this week, we are here talking about fine motor skills, what they are, why they are important, and how preschool parents can easily, really, really easily support fine motor skills. So. At a base level, fine motor skills are your child's ability to use the teeny tiny little muscles in his or her hands to complete tasks. So a lot of preschool parents figure out that, hey, my child's handwriting looks either huge or it's real scribbly. What can I do to help? And that's kind of their first time learning about fine motor skills as this component of a preschool education is because they realize that their preschoolers um, handwriting is a little bit wonky, which normally is completely, normally that's totally fine and appropriate, but that's when parents kind of first get concerned and they want to know, Hey, how can I improve my, my child's handwriting? But Fine motor skills involve a lot of different tasks. We're going to talk more about what they mean. And then more importantly, what is it that parents can do to support these really, really, really important tasks? So this is one of those things that, again, it's like last week we talked about um, moving our large muscles. And this week we're talking about fine motor skills. These maybe are not the, the hottest preschool topics, but they're very important to having your child be successful when they go into school. And I know that that's what every single preschool parent wants. They want their preschooler to be successful from the very first day that they step into that kindergarten classroom. And working on fine motor skills is going to help your child do that. So um, we looked before at the Ages and Stages Questionnaire. It's a developmental assessment that's very accessible to families is actually a developmental assessment that is to be completed by families. So I like using this 
assessment because it doesn't use any technical language and it's really designed for families to be able to complete it with their child. This was the assessment that we've used in a lot of the programs that I've worked in as a teacher and a specialist. Um, doctor's offices may use them, but like I said, they're very accessible and they are designed to be used by families. So when we look at the ASQ, for a three-year-old, they're going to be asking your child to copy a circle after you've, after you've made a circle, draw a horizontal line, um, hold a pair of scissors and open the blades with just one hand, hold a writing tool with a tripod grasp, grasp, and that tripod grasp is where your child is holding the pencil between their two fingers and supporting with their thumb. Complete a puzzle and copy a plus sign. So um, this is what oh, see, I'm about to sneeze. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, so that is what the ASQ is going to ask your three-year-old to do. If your three-year-old can't do all those things, that's okay. Fine motor skills are really easy to practice. They're very easy to practice and you can practice them in a way that is a lot of fun. So I'm going to go through some of the ways that you can use these skills and then we're going to talk about, well, what if I have a preschooler that's older than three years old? So some of the really fun and easy ways to practice uh, fine motor skills is Play-Doh because it gets all of the muscles in your child's hands involved. And as your child progresses um, in the development of those fine motor skills, they would be able to add more details to whatever they do with their Play-Doh. So at first, maybe they're just able to turn it into a ball or a snake. But then as they progress and they're able to be more competent with their hands, they will be able to add more details. So Play-Doh, number one, it's fun. Children love it. You can keep their attention with it. And every single time they're working with Play-Doh, they are developing their fine motor skills. Um, stringing beads, drawing, scribbling on paper with different writing tools. So let's say you have markers and crayons and pencils just the act of picking them up and scribbling on paper is developing fine motor skills. Pouring back and forth from one container to the next, which is a toddler's dream to be able to fill and dump. Cutting string or paper, tearing paper, using tweezers to pick up Cheerios, beads, beans. All of those activities will support fine motor development. So, what if you have a child that's four? What would this child be expected to do? Really, it's just going to be some minor increases from that three-year-old idea of fine motor skills up into the four-year-old idea. So for a four-year-old on the ages and stages questionnaire, the child will be now be asked to cut a piece of paper in half down a line. So if you drew a line down a piece of paper, could your child use child safe scissors to cut on that line? roughly on that line and move the blades up and down as he or she is cutting. So you see, using scissors is all the, the whole thing. The way that we use scissors and we just pick them up and we cut things and we don't even think about it, that is all because we have developed dexterity and control in our hands 
And so we're able to do that. Copy um, some pre-writing shapes. So there are some shapes and lines that are considered pre-writing shapes. And these shapes and lines make up a lot of the shapes and lines that we find in writing. So on developmental assessments, often children are asked to copy or write these pre-writing shapes. So this can be dashes, horizontal lines, circles, a plus sign, a square, a triangle, an X, um, maybe even a T. You might find a T as a pre-writing skill and then some diagonal lines. Being able to make these shapes independently usually means that your preschooler, as he or she develops, will be able to make those shapes to form letters, okay? So those could be some fun things to practice. And so we're talking about a line, just a straight line, a dash, which would be a horizontal line, a circle, a plus sign, a T, an X, a triangle, a square, and a circle. So those are some of the pre-writing shapes. And if your child gets good at writing those, he or she will have, it would not be as difficult to make some letters because a lot of letters are comprised of those same shapes. So those are pre-writing shapes and those, those are being asked for on the ASQ and other developmental assessments that will be looking at your child's fine motor skills. But then we get into buttoning one or more buttons, drawing a picture, okay? So being able to use your hand and a writing tool to create a representation. And then coloring mostly within the lines of a book. And this is actually related to one of the questions that I got, um, coloring within the lines of a coloring book. Why is that related to gross motor skills? Because being able to color inside the lines is only based on your ability to control the tool that is in your hand, right? Slowing down when you need to go near a line, um, holding the marker or crayon with more control. That is an example of fine motor skills. So as you work with these activities, like we talked about the mod the using the play-doh or or lacing beads you'll find that as your child develops greater control of their fine uh, of the small muscles in their hands they will be able to do things like color inside the lines of a book better so i'm going to just go ahead and answer that question now the question was my child does not color in the lines how can i help my child color in the lines. So coloring in the lines is often seen on developmental assessments under the category of fine motor skills. So how can you help your preschooler get better at coloring in the lines, giving him or her opportunities to practice their fine motor skills? And this doesn't even have to be supervised by you. If you set out a big piece of paper and some writing tools and allow your child to scribble and draw, that's your child practicing fine motor skills. If you allow your child to have some beads, obviously maybe not beads small enough for them to choke on, that they could uh, string on some yarn or on a lace. This is an example of something that your child can do to improve his or her fine motor skills. And the same would go 
for um, playing with Play-Doh. So there are things that you can give your child to engage your child. And it doesn't have to be you there directing them in a lesson. It's just you providing them with an opportunity to practice. Fine motor skills, like almost every skill for preschoolers, the mastery of it, the, the development of it is going to be dependent upon your child having an opportunity to practice. So if you want your child to color in the lines of coloring books, give them coloring books and pens and pencils and markers and just let them scribble and color. And as they develop more control and a cognitive understanding, obviously, of what is supposed to be happening with this coloring book, they will begin to color more in the lines. So my preschooler, he does not color in the lines very well, but he colored a coloring sheet the other day. And I noticed what he did was he was much closer to being in the line, right? So maybe before he would have just taken a a marker and scribbled on the whole paper and made the whole paper red or blue or whatever. But he was coloring the trees. It was like a picture of a dinosaur that has some trees around it. And so he was coloring the trees. So he took his red marker and he colored the trees. Well, the dinosaur didn't get colored red, just the trees did. So they weren't in, it wasn't like perfectly in the, lines of the um, trees, but it was much closer than it may have been, let's say two months ago or three months ago, right? So that is, that's the first question I got. Helping my child color within the lines. Um, And I see Sharnita said, exposure and opportunity builds the skills naturally. And that can be exposure and opportunity where you're right there directing something with your child. But the great thing about fine motor skills is that you can help your child develop fine motor skills without sitting right there next to them. These are things that they can do on their own and typically will keep their attention for a little bit of time if you know the right things to put in front of your preschoolers. Because I'm going to tell you, Play-Doh, Flome, those are going to keep preschoolers' attention and it will 100% help to develop their fine motor skills. All right, so um, those are some of the things on that 48-month, that four-year-old ages and stages questionnaire. Now, if we go look, what about if you have a five-year-old, a, ch- a child that's five or close to five, they're going into kindergarten, what would a five-year-old developmental assessment be looking for in regards to fine motor development. It's gonna be in that same lane. It's just gonna be a little more advanced. So on this particular uh, developmental assessment, children are gonna be asked to trace a line. So there might be a black line that's already you know, printed on the page and your child needs to trace that. That is not an easy task and they need to trace it with a pencil. So not something with a fat tip, right? Because we all know it's so much easier to trace with a fat tip. On de- on some of these developmental assessments, your child is going to be asked, can they just trace with a pencil? And they need to stay on that line. So imagine the amount of control that your preschooler has to have to be able to trace on a little line with a little, with a small tool, a tool with a small tip. They have to have a lot of control to be able to do that. They might be asked to draw a picture with the person and now there's a lot of details. The the assessment is going to ask for lots of details in this picture or cut cut a paper in half. So that was what the four-year-olds were asked to do that as well. So draw a line and have your child 
using scissors with one hand, moving the blades up and down, cut on the line with the paper. Copy some shapes, those pre-writing shapes we talked about, the plus sign, the square, and the triangle. And then on this, at this level, children are being asked to write certain letters. So in this assessment, they're being able to uh, ask to write the V, H, T, C, and A and their first name. So you can see that it's still all about how your child can control a tool can they hold a tool and control it enough to write letters, to copy images like the, the triangle and the circle? Can they write their name in a way that can be understood? And so when we think about children going into kindergarten, we want our children to be able to write in such a way that can be understood. Does it have to be perfect? Absolutely not. It's not going to be perfect. You might have letters that are transposed. So the B, the bumps on the B going the opposite way. Um, that's very common, right? But we want our child's teacher to be able to understand their writing enough so that they know what they're writing. So that it doesn't just look like scribbles by the time that they're going into kindergarten. So what can parents do? I will say it again. That's the big question I've been asked. Well, what can we do? What you can do is provide your child with opportunities to practice. And so that's molding and shaping Play-Doh, using cookie cutters, rolling pins, and tools, even like a really dull butter knife can be a lot of fun for a preschooler to use with Play-Doh. They can cut it up and pretend, and it can turn into a whole uh, pretend scenario. Stringing beads, drawing and writing, coloring, pouring back and forth in containers. So in the summertime, especially, this is one of our favorite activities. We would take a big bowl or pot of water outside with some small cups and just pour them back and forth. It's so much fun. And you can even throw in some measurement if you use measuring cups when you do that. Cutting string and paper any way that you're cutting. And even if your child is not very proficient at cutting, what I found as a teacher and as a mom is that scissors can go one of two ways. If your preschooler struggles with scissors, a lot of times it can turn into a meltdown situation because they know that they're not good at using them and um, it can just go bad. It can go bad in the classroom. It can go bad at home because they want to be able to succeed with this tool, but it's not an easy tool to use. As adults, we sometimes think scissors are really easy to use, but it takes practice and practice and practice. And oftentimes you need a really good pair of scissors so that it's smooth for your child to open and shut. But if your child is struggling with scissors, you can always ask them to tear things. So tear the paper, tear the streamer, because tearing is still, if we think about like the motion of tearing, right? I'm, I'm just going to show it. If we think about the motion of tearing, you see, I'm still having to have a certain amount of control with my hands. So tearing is a totally acceptable option for cutting when your child is not there yet. And then using tweezers or tongs or little pincher items to pick up things. So Cheerios is one of my favorites because then they can eat it and it's all good if they put it in their mouth, right? But using a tool to pick up things or even picking things up just with their pincher grasp, right? So maybe you don't have a child-sized tweezer. 
practicing picking things up with their pincer with their pincer grabs. So those are some of the ways that preschool parents can develop fine motor skills. And remember, fine motor skills are easy to develop because they can be done a lot in play. And there's lots and lots of ways that you can help your child do it. And they don't even know that they're practicing anything, right? They think they're playing with Play-Doh or they're drawing you a picture. So that that could easily be incorporated into a, a nighttime routine. Hey, I'm going to read a story. And can you draw a picture of something that was in the story? They don't even know that they're practicing gross motor skills. I mean, they don't even know they're practicing fine motor skills when they're drawing you a picture. So the other question I got was all about handwriting. My preschooler has terrible handwriting. Preschoolers often have terrible handwriting, but again, you have to give your preschooler time to practice. So I would make a big deal about whatever kind of handwriting they have. Make a big deal about it. Make that child feel so important and excited that he or she has written anything on the paper. And then you'll have to figure out, hey, let me figure out, let me allow my child to draw me some pictures. Let me pull out some Play-Doh and see how that progresses. Now you can give direct instruction on letter writing. So you can give direct instructions to your child and say, well, you know, to make a B, we're going to make a line down with two bumps. That will help your child have better handwriting. But when it comes to maybe the size, because you'll see sometimes preschoolers will write really, really big or they can't write on a line or it's going to go like way diagonal. That all comes down to their ability to control the tool that they're using in their hands. And so that's when practice is just going to come in. And I know um, I, I had mentioned before that I keep a portfolio of Lucas writing his name. And I can look back, let's say a year ago to today, and it's like night and day. But that's just because I take a few minutes every day and I ask him to write his name. It's not even a big thing, right? It's like, oh, okay, go get your book and write your name. And now that he knows the letters, I don't even really have to be involved in it. I can say, hey, go get your book and write your name. Where at the beginning, it was much more direct instruction on on the letters, but now it's just me reinforcing that and I can see the difference in how much his letters have changed. So handwriting is a lot of practice. And then, you know, you may need to do some direct instruction with the letters. Um, and in doing that, you can do sandpaper letters work great for that. So I like them because um, it's a time where your child is able to practice writing without holding a writing tool. So a sandpaper letter, they usually look like a flashcard, but the letter is raised and it's rough, like it has sandpaper on it. And so you would just have your child take his or her finger and trace on the sandpaper letter. You can also do writing instruction without a tool with like a sand tray. So you put tray, uh, you put sand out on the tray and you have your child just use his or her finger to write. So they don't have to be concerned so much about controlling a tool, but they can practice their writing. Um, and also I saw a really cool activity where it was done like with a sensory bag. So imagine if you put, you had your child's name on a piece of paper written in black letters, and then you filled up a Ziploc bag with like jello or, or gel, hair gel even could work good in this, hair gel, 
but it's kind of transparent. And so they get to like write on the squishy hair gel in the bag, but they're using their name underneath as a guide. So that's a fun writing activity as well that doesn't have to um, have a tool involved. And so those are really fun to do if you really are focused on getting your child to write better. And then once your child is writing pretty well, you could incorporate like lines paper or something like that to help them as a guide. But you just want to make sure that your child is able to write the letters successfully before you pull that out because it can be a little bit overwhelming to some children. All right. Um... That well, the, my other question was almost similar to that. How can I in, help improve my preschoolers' writing skills? So again, everything that we already talked about is what you can do to help improve your preschoolers' writing skills. It's going to take practice, but you can make a huge difference in your preschoolers' writing skills if you just do something for five minutes a day, every day, or even Monday through Friday. Let's even just go with Monday through Friday. If you say, hey, for five minutes, can you, if here, I could give you a little bank. Could you draw me a picture? Can you write your name? Um, and let's see. So that's two. Draw me a picture. Write your name. Can you make me something with Play-Doh? And you can even use Play-Doh to do letter instruction. It's really good for that, right? So you kind of get a double whammy with Play-Doh sometimes. So you can take the Play-Doh which they're going to, every time they use Play-Doh, they're developing their fine motor skills. And then you can ask them, hey, let's make a letter. So when we make a B, we make a long line and two bumps. And then they can use the Play-Doh to make the letter. So you can get like a double whammy sometimes with Play-Doh and Phloem. I like Phloem better than Play-Doh. It doesn't stick to things as bad, um, but it's not as easy to find either. It's really fun though. So you can use, you know, the Play-Doh to help you with the letter instruction, how to actually make the letter, as well as developing the fine motor skill. So you've got Play-Doh, which you can make at home by yourself. There's a million different recipes, no bake Play-Doh, no heat Play-Doh that you can use. Um, draw me a picture after we read a story or draw me a picture of someone in our family. Um... And I said another one that I forgot. I don't remember what it was. Oh, writing your name, writing your name. So literally in five minutes that you don't even have to be sitting there with your preschooler, you can consistently work on fine motor skills. And you will see that they pay off because your child will be able to write better. He or she may not be able to fully zip their coat, but they'll be able to do it better. They may not be able to tie their shoe, but they might be able to do a part of it better and with increased mastery. And that's what you want to look at as, as you look at how your child is moving along. Not necessarily did my child meet this point that I have up here, but are they moving toward the point? And that's how you can really gauge when your work is paying off. Oh, puzzles are great as well. I think I already said that, but puzzles are great as well. So you can literally once a day for five minutes, give your preschooler an activity that will allow him or her to practice those skills and develop them, which will in turn make him or her have better handwriting, which is usually the thing that preschool parents are most concerned about and gets them kind of involved in fine motor skills is because they want their preschooler to write better. 
So that's it. I don't have any more questions. I had three questions and two of them were kind of like the same almost. So if you have more questions about fine motor skills or anything related to helping your preschooler be prepared for kindergarten, please send me an email at hello at earlylearningpartners.com and I will get back with you. I can't wait to see you next Friday. I hope you have an awesome weekend and have fun with your preschooler. Thanks for hanging with me today. That's all for this episode of the Preschool at Home podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe and review the podcast on your favorite platform. See you next week.